This is Soundmaking, a podcast made by Hogan Stenner and myself, Matthew Shlomovitz. Each episode of Soundmaking features a composer or performer discussing the how and why of music they've created. For this episode of Soundmaking, I spoke with Aisha Orozbayeva. We chatted about her piece, Ring, for solo violin. Ring is the final track on Aisha's 2020 album, Music for Violin Alone. We very much recommend this album, which is available on the SN Variations label. In my chat with Aisha, we discussed how the initial sound came about, how she gave that sound a structure, her recording process, and how her sense of the expressive character of the piece differs from some reviewers. My name is Aisha Orozbaeva. I grew up in Almaty, Kazakhstan, and now I live in the south of France, and I'm a, a violinist and composer. The piece is called Ring, and it comes from my fourth album called Music for Violin Alone, which was released last year, 2020, and it had no label. It was a self-release, and later it got re-released on a label called SN Variations. The piece started by um, me just improvising uh, on my violin. So often when I compose, it starts from playing or trying different things out on the violin. So I often compose for the violin. Um, and uh, I was looking for a particular kind of sound and then I saw this ring which was lying around and it's broken in one place. And I thought, what if I put that string around what if I put that ring around the string and what kind of um, sound will come out of it? So I often play with preparing the instrument. And when I say preparing the instrument, I mean putting different objects <laughs> in between the strings uh, or and then trying to bow them and see how that um, engages you know, the sound box of the violin. Uh, the sound of the piece, to me, the, the main sound sound uh, comes across as a mix of an unknown ancient flute, uh, a low flute, and kobus, um, which is a Kazakh or Central Asian um, string instrument that's believed to be uh, used by shamans and people use it to this day in national Kazakh classical music. The question for me is when you find an interesting sound, often it ends there. You know, it could be endlessly fascinating for me to hear it, but I think once you go past that point of, okay, the sound is great, there isn't much there anymore because it just happens over and over again. So for me, it needs to have some kind of a form or a shape. And um, and it's pretty simple. It's It has a, it's a, has a center and it keeps coming back to it or it keeps... First, it keeps getting away from it further and further and further until it comes back to it. So it's, it's a very simple thing. And there aren't many pitches that you, you can get out of that technique. So it's pretty limited. But nonetheless, it's it's nice to make a little journey and then come back to where you started. And I think that's that's all it is. I recorded it in an empty house in the village where I live. Um, our friends let me use it in during the first lockdown in order to record the album. And... The house is completely empty and I picked one small room to record it. I did quite a close mic position to the violin 
and um, I just use two DPA mics and a C sound. I think it's called C sound, yeah. Um, it's a machine. <laughs> yeah, I call it a Hollywood machine because they record, they use it on sets for films. So yeah, it's a Hollywood machine. The post-production happened at home um, with the help of my husband, who is now a baker, but used to be a sound engineer. So he, he mixed it for me and um, mastered and did everything else. It was interesting the way I was recording it because I recorded it all by myself and because we have a small child, my husband couldn't be there to to hear how it was sounding. So every evening I'll come and make him hear the, the takes and he'll say, oh, no, no, you should change the mics from this. And after about four days, we arrived there. But it was a very long-winded process of me moving the mics, coming back home, him hearing it and telling me to change it. And so... Um, but I was going for an an ultimate sound, a, a sound where we didn't have to do too much in post production because just simply no time to do these things. So I was I was trying to achieve a good sound in the recording itself. To perform it live is quite different because um, on the recording, obviously it's closed mic, so you get all the intricacy of the sound itself. When you're doing it in a concert hall, that could get lost and the ring is, isn't exactly stable. So the higher on the fingerboard it gets, the less um, stable it becomes. As in, when I say less stable, it, it just doesn't stay in, in place sometimes and just slips down. So you, you get a few accidents, which in the recording were... I, I tried to get a recording where I didn't have those accidents, but it's hard to... Uh, to avoid them sometimes so it's it's it could be tricky but it could work too <laughs> so the piece isn't notated but i know really well exactly where every pitch is positioned on the violin uh, as in on the string itself so i know where to put the ring in order to produce a certain note and and that allows me to um you know to play it freely so it's in my head but if i were to notate it i would probably just draw sort of a diagram of the violin, of the string itself, and put it more or less where the string, where the ring should go in order to achieve a certain pitch. And I should also mention that it varies from violin to violin. And there were composers that asked me about the piece and tried it at home, and it didn't sound the same, and they didn't get the same pitches. So, yeah, it's something that you need to really work on with the instrument itself. Maybe I do find it uh, a bit sentimental or a little bit sad because there is a... Or it makes me think of a, a pop song. <laughs> um, because there is a very clear minor third that keeps happening. So there is like a melody that you can perceive if you go past the, you know, this, that horror movie kind of uh, <laughs> initial sound or this low breathing sound. And there were reviews of the albums and it was interesting to see how other people heard it or people who are not particularly familiar with violin sounds or extended techniques or prepared violin sounds for a lot of them what i how i described it as a as a bit of a you know broken pop song wasn't the case at all you know some people said it was horror film and other people said they couldn't perceive anything out of it and and some people some friends of mine who heard it who are not musicians also did not have at all the same perception of the piece as me, but but for me, yes, it's a little bit sentimental and a little bit sad, and I don't I don't hear the horror horror film <laughs> connotation there. I don't. For me, it's not a horror film. Let's now listen to Ring. 
by Aisha or is by Ava.